Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And I think once something gets out there and it's not refuted at that moment, it's easy for people to kind of hang their hats on that hook. Stay tuned. We'll get into this conversation right after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrops. On today's Reality with the King podcast, I am joined by one of the stars of Married to Medicine. Yes, honey, the whimsical Miss Quad. On this episode, we get into why I think Quad is one of the most underrated stars on Bravo. Do y'all agree? We also talk about whether or not she is sleeping with a married man. <laughs> Since y'all love to spread that rumor. In addition to that, we talk about her relationships with the other cast members. And last but not least, I give Quad all her flowers, and I want you to hear why. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Quad. Hey, Miss Quad. Hey, boo. What's the people <laughs> doing, Miss Quad? Child, the people are always very busy, honey, but just not busier than me. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Carlos? How are you, baby? I'm good. I'm good. Look, let's just get right into it. So, raindrops, look, I love me some Miss Quad. I've known Miss Quad for years. And let me tell the people, she has always been this way. I have friends who went to <laughs> high school with Miss Quad. And when I first saw Marathon Medicine, because she was the breakout star, I was like, who is this bitch? And they said, we went to school with her, and she has always been that way. You are an icon. And and listen, I don't say shit to gas the girls up. People not keep it real. Miss Quad. Yes. You're an icon. Thank you. I appreciate You're a that. legend in reality television. You are a formidable player. You are everything into the world of not just reality television, not just married to medicine, but in the world of pop culture. And I feel like, Miss Quad, you may be the most underrated star on Bravo. Oh, honey, yes! Honey, yes! A round of applause, honey, for the king! Get into it, a foul face first. Well, first <laughs> and foremost... <laughs> I do want to say thank you so, so very much um, for even acknowledging that. Often um, 
when what on whatever scale we we excel on or excel in we often don't even hear uh someone say you know what i see you and we most certainly don't get our peers to celebrate us so i'm truly grateful for hearing that i know you've been in this business for a number of years <clears throat> and of course we met 18 years ago baby down to the south atlanta yeah uh you came over to my home and you know you you just gave me a, a different outlook on producers let me let me start there. But to see um, how you have grown over your career and to see where you are now, I have to stop and say I am grateful to hear those words from you because you've seen a lot of talent come and go. Um, I am also extremely proud and immensely happy for your accomplishments. So hats off to you too. Thank you, Ms. Claude. No, and listen, this this podcast is an opportunity for my listeners to get to know my friends. And I and I talk to people who I may have met for the first time on this podcast, but the majority of my guests have been my friends. And I remember years ago, guys, me and Ms. Claude, bitch, had a nice <laughs> kiki at the W Hotel in Los Angeles. <laughs> And I want to say the show was on maybe for two seasons, but Ms. Quad was the breakout star of Married to Medicine, and I know that made a few girls mad, and we'll get into that later. However, do you feel that if you weren't on Bravo, do you think you would be the face of another network with, with, the, with the personality, the characteristics, and the success you had? Because one thing that I've learned from talking to a lot of Married to Medicine stars all of them have said they feel like the stepchildren of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I sometimes wonder, if you were on another network, would you be the face of that network? I most certainly do think so. I think that, um, you know, listen, Bravo is a huge um, machine. Bravo has birthed a lot of reality shows, have had tremendous success in the franchise of the Housewives. And I do think because it is a huge franchise, I mean, you have Potomac, you have Atlanta, you have uh, Beverly Hills, you have New York, you have New Jersey, and so forth and so on. I think that with us being a standalone show, we kind of get pushed to the back. Right. Um, because you got to just let's just be real. If, if, if I'm talking to you about New York, I still may think of New Jersey. If I'm talking to you about Miami, I still may think of Atlanta because it is a larger it's it's a larger atom. Should I say something that takes up space? OK, so um, that's kind of how I, I, I see it. No. And look, I, I went on the record saying this and, and I will say this because I like to keep it real. Marriage and Medicine is the best show on Bravo, period. And it's the best show on Bravo that I feel like you guys aren't giving enough time and attention in terms of watching it. It has an all-star, stellar cast. I believe the friendships. I believe the relationships. Even when they're fractured and they're shade, you guys hang out off camera. I know all of the girls. The only one I haven't met is, is Dr. Simone. Outside of her, I'm friends with all the girls and they hang out off camera. When, when I watched this past season, by the way, congratulations, it was a great season. Um, Thank you. Last season was weird for me. I'm just being honest. 
because Miss Kwa, Miss Kwa was not a full-time cast member. And I don't think there's a merit to medicine without Kwa, Toya, Hemily. And I think Jackie is, is just like the mainstay who keeps things grounded. Um, what happened to where you weren't a full-time cast member last season? That's a really great question. So, and, and we're speaking about season eight, you all. So I don't want you to get it confused with season nine because they came back and had the check read early on season nine, okay? So, <laughs> yes. so you know, season eight, you know, it was a lot of going back and forward. It was a lot of trying to work out the minutia of the deal. And, you know, hey, the, the, it didn't come across. You know, we couldn't agree on a number. And so... Guess what? They filmed two weeks, I mean, I'm sorry, two months into the season, and then they had to come back to the doll and, and say, hold on, ma'am, ma'am, wait a minute, ma'am, ma'am, we're going to need you to come back. <laughs> but for me, um, you know, where I saw that uh, some of my castmates may have uh, cheered that on or uh, rallied behind it and was very happy, like, oh, the bitch is gone, that bitch is gone, she's out of here, you know, um, Honestly, for me, it actually was a uh, a setback for a setup mm. because it allowed people to see my value. It allowed people at the networks and, and the executives of our production company to say, "Hold on, now, did we make the right decision here? Who who couldn't get who couldn't get the numbers right? Who who was it?" And so you know, and so for me, I accepted that just fine. And it worked out in my favor because we saw how it was without me. And then we see how it is with me. If you go back to episode one of this season of Married to Medicine Reunion, I got to tell you, a one hour show is only really 45 minutes. You got 15 minutes. You correct me if I'm wrong, Carlos. You have 15 minutes of uh, ads and, and promo and, you know, the, the bills are being paid. Well, after Andy's uh, pleasantries, oh, well, hi, hey, how you doing today? And how are you, Dr. Jack? And Miss Quad, how, what is it given today? And did Mason give you some type of advice today? And oh, I like your shoes. And, this, and after all the pleasantries was over, it immediately went in on Miss Quad. And it stayed there for a good 20 minutes. 20 minutes, seriously. And then they gave me a little break. They went over there to Anila, honey, and let her fuss and argue with the children. And after the 10 minutes happened, they got right back on me. And then it was me going up against Heavenly and me going up against Toya. So I got to tell you, probably like 32 minutes of the first episode of the reunion uh, was really kind of around me. So we got me with 32 minutes, Anila with 10 minutes. We're now at 42 minutes. And so we got three minutes to promote Watch What Happens Live. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying we got <laughs> so, so now we have three minutes to promote Watch What Happens Live and then give a little caveat to the next uh, part two of the reunion and then the show was over. So for those of you who are wondering, why is Miss Quad still here? She ain't even married. She ain't even no doctor and she ain't married to no doctor. She can't find a man. She needs to go. Do you really want me to go? No. <laughs> And for those on my and for those Shit. on my cast who 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 was rallying for that because there were some, um, I just want them to understand that baby, I help the merry-go-round go around, and so that means I'm helping to put coins in your pocket. So you might not like me, but think about yourself when you're trying to shade and push me off the show. May I ask you, were all the cast members except Heavenly happy that you weren't? back the first two months of filming? I don't think it was all of them, no. No, it was not. 
It was not. It was one in particular, and then I think Toya. Well, baby, you, how you know all the tea, baby? God, baby. <laughs> I'm the king of reality TV. Carlos, you know all the tea. <laughs> Yes, uh, it, it was most certainly her. It was most certainly her. She had a fit when they said, oh, my God, we got to go back. We got to get Miss Quad. And honey, she just had a, she damn near had a stroke. She damn near stroked out, baby. We had to bring her back, baby. Come on, baby, baby. It's okay. I'm going to help you get some coins, too. Not changing faces, stroke. Stroke you up and stroke you down. Baby, stroke you up. Do you mind if I stroke you up? I don't mind. Do you mind if I stroke you down? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't going to get me acting a fool now today. I promise you're not going to get me acting a fool. I'm going to be pulled okay, up. So I'm going to be pulled up. After, after Toya was resuscitated, um, this season, uh, uh, listeners, if you're not watching Married to Medicine, you would think I created the show. It's the best show on Bravo, hands down. You must watch it. Quad is the Tom Brady of that show. Yes. She keeps it going. And it's just without, a really... Without, without Deflategate, though. Without, oh, without... Deflategate. <laughs> Get into it, honey. Without Deflategate, girl. Without that. Without, without that. No, no. <laughs> she, 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 everything is bouncy and bounceable. So when we saw this season, there were tons of allegations thrown your way. Yes. A lot of people said that you slept with a contractor who's a married man <laughs> in order to afford your home. <laughs> They said that you have a reputation of sleeping with married men. And look, I'm going to be very honest. I live in Atlanta. I've known Quad for over a decade. I have my ears to the streets, as Quad knows. I have never, ever heard Quad sleeping with a married man. I, me and Quad hang out in the same circles. We're, we're very close to Sheree Whitfield. Um, we go to her parties at the Chateau the and, just, and just dinners. Um, me and Qua was at a concert recently with Tamar Braxton <laughs> and Tevin Campbell. You know, yes. and, Qua was with, and Qua was with her girl, Lena Hugs, who's married to RL. I've never seen Quad with a man, a married man. Why are these allegations <laughs> coming your way? <laughs> well, you know, first and foremost, I think they are coming my way because initially many years ago, uh, someone who is no longer a part of the show anymore in any capacity basically put that out there. And I think once something gets out there and it's not refuted at that moment, it's easy for people to kind of hang their hats on that hook. And that's what I think. Um, but did you see the... Um, you did get a chance to see the uh, the polygraph uh, results. Yes. You did. Yeah. But there was a third question on there. And for whatever reason, I don't understand why um, Bravo negated to put that third question out there. Actually, that third question was number one uh, because it went back to saying, did you um, hold the line here? <laughs> See, the people don't have time to play with the children. It's Not just all the live. So for yeah. my listeners who are visually watching this, um, Ms. Quad is going through her phone, honey, to get what we call the receipts. The receipts. And it's it's very important because I think, you know, once something something is said about you, then if there is nothing brought forward to say, hold on, wait a minute, this person is wrong, then it's kind of easy for someone to say, oh, well, it could have happened. 
maybe it did happen. Well, remember when such and such did say that about her or remember when such and such mm-hmm. did say that about him. So, um, yeah, you know, and so everything, it was wrong when that person said it, it was not true. It was wrong when it was said about me this time. And, you know, I gave the girls a bonus question as well at the reunion. I told the girls, I said, go ahead and ask me. I had the man down to the polygraph test. I said, well, ask me if I slept with any other men on the, on the, on the cast. You know, that's just a bonus in case the girls want to come for me in the future. Then we'll just go ahead and put that out there. And all of it was no deception detected. Period. Well, you could have just called me because I know you personally and and I hang out with you sometimes. And again, the same circles. I've I've never seen you out with a man because you are very private. Extremely. And 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 that's what I know about you. So were these accusations mm-hmm. just shade to make a good show that these girls were throwing or do they or do they really believe it no no because i've had conversations with almost all of the girls outside of the camera i think and they've told me well we know better we know that you didn't do those things we knew it back then we knew it back then when the first person said it about you because that person turned around and had their whole entire family in your wedding so we knew it even then that it wasn't true it didn't make sense but i think sometimes when Certain people probably don't have as much going on in their lives or they're not uh, found to be as fascinating or as entertaining. It's kind of like, well, if all else fails, I can just attach myself to this and then make it work. Whether I believe it or not, it's already been said. I'm just going to do it for entertainment purposes. The problem is when you do something for entertainment purposes, there is a real person that's connected to that and you're hurting them as well. You understand what I'm saying? So it might be a kiki and a leg slap. So you think, and it's fine if you feel like, you know, maybe once or twice you did it. But once I come and talk to you and say, hold on, you need to lay up on that. You need to lay off on that because this is actually is an assassination to my character. And I don't find it funny. So we can kick in leg slap all the time or whenever, but we won't do it about that. Because, see, if I choose to handle you like how you're trying to handle me, you won't be able to bounce back, baby. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. You intimated that there's something real going on between Toya and Eugene. You like to refer to him sometimes as Eugene, as Eugenia. When it comes to Toya, there's also accusations that she is really the one who is having an affair and sleeping around. Um, is that something you've heard? Is that something that was put on you to try to deflect from them? What do you gather from that? Well, listen, I think that, um, so initially I, I, I never even said it. It came to me. I don't know. I listen, I don't sleep with the people. I'm not in the bed with her or, you know, you giant, none of, none of the people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the bed with them. And I truly don't want to be, I, no, but so I can't say, all I can say is <clears throat> that information did come to me along with it coming to a ton of other people, right? I do think when it was said about her, I think that 
Simone swooped in to kind of say, okay, well, let's just throw it back on to Quad. And let's just say, you know, to kind of save face for Toya. And, and Simone has told me I had an opportunity to sit down with her a couple of weeks. Actually, it was the week of Spellhouse um, Homecoming. And we had a great dinner and all of that. And, you know, things have kind of been off between Simone and I for a number of years. Unbeknownst to me, I don't know what happened to us. And so for me, I came with an open heart, an open mind. Um, <clears throat> and I said to her, I said, I want you to take a moment. And I really want you to think about this. I said, you don't have to answer in a haste. There's no rushing. We're here for a while. I want you to go all the way back over the nine years that this show has been on air. I need you to go back. I need you to tell me exactly what have I done to you? What have I done to you? And she looked at me square in the eyes and she said, You've not done anything to me. You didn't do anything to me, Quad. Nothing. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to really think back. Be sure of that. She says, no, I'm sure. You've not done anything to me, Quad. She says, I uh, deliberately go up, and I'm paraphrasing her words, but ultimately she says, I go up against you because I don't want Toya to be mad at me. What? So I, I go up against you for that reason. I'm, I'm going to go against you for that reason. And she says, I have to protect my couch. Now, this is a couch that is set up in a space of, a re, of the reunion. We're not even on television. And so my, my thought process was like, wow, really? You gave someone this much power that you can't even be the intelligent woman that I know you to be, that you're going to fall into the trap? And be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going up against you because if I don't, she gonna be mad. I'm like, what type of brainwash power is this? I'm confused. And it was very disappointing for me to hear that because I'm like, I'm not trying to break up you and Toya. I would never in my life try to break up Simone and Toya. In fact, I'm happy that they were able to get over their hurdle when Toya was trying to beat her ass back in the day down to the reunion in New York. And I was the person there who was calming Toya down and speaking life into Toya. But okay, let's just forget I've done that because people seem to think that I've never been for Toya and that's not true. However, and I think Simone actually sometimes, she's, she's brought that up. Well, you know, she was trying to hit me and you and you sat there and you didn't do nothing. I'm like, I was, I was trying to hold her and I was talking, okay, girl, whatever. So... For me to hear Simone say that, I was just like, wow, I'm not trying to break you and your friendship up, but why can't you just stand on the truth? What happened to standing on the truth? You don't have to be for me. Damn, that, that, please don't be for Quad because we know that you won't be. But let's just be for the truth. What happened to that piece of integrity there? I don't understand. And so I was very disappointed and hearing that, and I stomached through the dinner, and we still had a great time together, um, but it was by my choice because I decided not to really go in on her about that. But deep inside, I was very disappointed, and, and I was very hurt. This woman has went against me for years and said, I don't really have a reason. I'm just doing it because I don't want Toya to be mad at me. That's, that's so crazy. And, and listen, one thing I know as a reality TV executive is... On some reality shows that's a female ensemble, there tends to be an alliance. And what I want my listeners to know is sometimes on some shows, 
a cast member feels like I need to go against this person in order for that person to be on my side. So when Quad says, um, Simone said allegedly that she had to protect her couch, look at the reunion. So each each couch represents a, a, a cast member that normally, for American Medicine, I would say, um, has the same people on the same couch throughout the all, all the seasons of the life of the show. So on Simone's couch is always Toya, is Contessa. Um, at one point, I think it was Mariah when she was on. And on Dr. Jackie's couch is Heavenly, and it's Miss Quad. And that that goes to show you how sometimes it does run that deep. So when people say things about you, Quad, like, oh, Quad is over the top. She's unlikable. She's <laughs> doing the most. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about that? Well, I, I I may be unlikable to a person who really can't stand my flair. Everybody doesn't like primetime Deion Sanders, but he has a flair, right? I am not for everyone, and they are they are truly, truly, truly entitled to their opinion. But don't expect me to dim my lights so you can shine. You gotta step your. You gotta step it up. You just gotta step your game up. I don't know if you need a new light bulbs. I don't know what you need, but I'm most certainly not gonna dim my light to see to it that you shine. But it's perfectly fine for them to have their opinion. This is who I've always been. I'm 41 years old now. There is no way in the world on God's green earth am I going to change for anybody. I'm not appeasing anyone. I'm not doing it. I'm either for you. Uh, or not. And I'm okay with not being for you. I can still be pleasant. I can still be courteous. And we don't have to rock with one another. That's okay with me. And and one thing about you, you are a woman with a good heart. You are a... And, and listen, you're a bad chick. <laughs> if y'all ever saw Quad in person, Quad Body is a stallion. And she's petite. And she has a million-dollar smile. And one thing that we loved about the show, too, was... You know, a lot of people were rooting for you and your mm-hmm. ex-husband to make it. Yeah. And we were all surprised to see that relationship dissolve, especially because as someone who knows you, and I want the world to know this, I saw the pain in your eyes yeah. when he made a mockery. Um, when there, there was a scene a couple of seasons ago where he was pretending to be foaming at the mouth. Yeah, that was and, a, yeah. And I saw the pain in your eyes and... When I was working on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, we shot a scene because Phaedra and Dr. G obviously are friends. And we came over um, their house. Miss Quad was still married. Miss Quad, y'all don't know this about Miss Quad. This is off camera. We're there to set up. Miss Quad was truly a housewife. She let us in. She prepared food for the crew. She made sure Dr. G was ready to film. And Ms. Kwa was not even on camera. This was a scene between Dr. G and 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 Phaedra. And Phaedra, that is true. And I saw the domestic side of you. No cameras. Yeah. You were a housewife. Yes. So when people say she was with him for his money, <laughs> she got the fame and divorced this man. As someone who knows you, I know that not to be true, but... Did it hurt your feelings when people made these, again, accusations that you were only with this man for his money and clout? Well, you know, here's the thing. People grasp for straws. When they they don't know know something or they don't understand something completely, they're grasping for straws. And the interesting thing about that is 
It could have been because my ex-husband, you know, he was more of the very square preppy type. Me, I'm more, you know, full out and colorful with my the way I express myself and the way I talk and the way I dress. And so I don't think that people understood the connection. And not only that, I was 13 years his junior. Now he has someone who is actually <laughs> even much younger than even I am. I think there's a 20-year spread there. Hello, I'm not I... sure. Don't quote me, but I do know that there's a difference there. And I just wonder, uh, is it a societal thing when they see a younger woman with an older guy, they automatically equate that with being a gold digger? Uh, that is definitely not the case, honey. My husband did not have this, my ex-husband did not have this world-renowned name Okay, he was, uh, I'm sorry, not Dr. Oz or not one of the doctors that was already on television, honey, and very famous and bringing in millions of dollars. That was not our story. My ex-husband and I both grew together, and I most certainly was a driving force behind him and pushing him to his potential. And I'm happy to see that he has flourished in that arena of having his own practice. And I'm, 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 I'm actually very pleased that I can say that I had a hand in that. Oh, and, and, and you did have a hand in it, and I think a lot of women need to give more respect on their name for being the force behind their husbands. I created a show called Bell Collective and I hosted the reunion. And I, at the reunion, I did this speech that came deep from my heart and soul about men who are successful. And sometimes when they get married to a woman who's a housewife, they believe that this is the woman who needs to be this way for the rest of my life. And that if a woman dared to dream is sometimes is at the expense of her marriage. And you like the post, and you did this beautiful comment that I penned, and you shared your own personal connection to my speech. Was your success, in your opinion, driving a wedge between your husband and you at the time? Um, you know, here's the thing. I, I will start with, first of all, saying... I have never been a person who will just sit back and do absolutely nothing and use my looks and use my physique or whatever to garner things from men. Uh, for me, I despise that. Now, for the girls who are doing it, honey, do it, girl, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I'm going to sit on the sideline and applaud you for doing what you do. But that's not my story. My father has always taught me to work extremely hard for what I want to be able to sustain myself with or without a man. Because I remember him saying, one day a man could just wake up and say, you know what, I don't want this anymore. And if you're solely dependent on that man and he says he doesn't want it anymore, then you're shit out of luck. It's a done deal for you. And so that has never been me. My father would say it's a lot of pretty women with four and five different kids and four and five different baby daddies. You make sure you do something with this. And so I came up with that attitude. I came up being very domesticated. You know, a spring cleaning in our household was completely different, honey. You talking about, oh, we're just going to change the bedspreads and we're going to go ahead and dust this. No, it was scrubbing the, 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 the grout in between the towel with a toothbrush. It was wiping down the baseboards. It was going into the cupboards and the cabinets and the pantry and wiping down the canned goods. 
That's how I was raised. So let's fast forward. You say your next question to me was, do you feel that your husband may have gotten your success may have driven a wedge between you and your ex-husband? I don't necessarily say that it was probably my success. I wouldn't say that. I think I, I remember him saying, wow, you're just so confident. You know, I do remember him saying to me, like, you're never embarrassed about anything. You're, you're always like you're just you're always just like ready to face whatever you're you're not you're fearless and i do remember that being something that that definitely stuck out in my head like he felt like that's a, a, a area maybe he needed some more improvement in but i had it and it came very natural to me and sometimes what i've learned is that and not just speaking of him but overall when when someone perceives something that to come so natural for you, but they have to work so hard for it and they still don't have it like you. <laughs> Baby, they big mad. It's a different type of envy that comes with that. I.e., this is probably why the people say, oh, she slept with her contractor to get a house. And I'm trying to realize, how, how do you sleep with the contractor to get the house? How the contractor helping you get that? <laughs> That's hustling backwards. <laughs> I don't understand how the contractor is helping you to get the house. I don't. I don't really get that. I don't. I don't understand that. I don't. I do know Miss FICO score. If you wanna. If you wanna. If you wanna snuggle up to anybody. Miss <laughs> FICO, Uncle Sam. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell that's you. That's who you rub elbows with, honey. No, and, and that's why when they made those accusations, I, I honestly was like, okay, that's a reach, reach. Um, the other thing is, the girls are saying you're dating an African. <laughs> who am I? Are you, are you Wakanda forever? What's T, sis? Ba ba baby, let me give it. The people say I'm dating an African, honey, where you at? Who, where, what, what do you look like? The people need to tell me so I can get on that same program. But I will tell you this, I am not dating an African, but I will be down to Portia and Simon's wedding, yes! baby. Yes, God, honey. <laughs> I'm going too, bitch. Yes. We're going to find us a few good men, honey. Yeah, it is. And is, honey. A few good women, a few, a few good men, and the wood. <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie. The movies, Carlos. The movie. Girl, we want men. the wood. We want the furnace. We want the fire. <laughs> we want the heat. And the deep pockets ain't bad either, sis. No, that helps out. That helps out. That's, but but it, I'm, I'm simply saying, so people want to know, and I don't understand, they're so fascinated with like, who's she dating? She got to be dating somebody. And, and this person, that person. I was like, really? Am I dating all of these people? Y'all fill me in. What do they look like? What, when did we hang out? Where, where, where did we meet? Because I need to just get on your program. I just want to be on the same page, you know. Um, and I, I, I am dating. I do date. There is no one in particular, but I do go on dates. I enjoy dating. Would you ever bring, if you are in a relationship or when you get into one, because yes. I like to speak things into existence, when you meet that fine chocolate man, honey, who is Ooh. successful, has eight figures, 10 inches, and Ooh. a lot of money. <laughs> speak! Baby, speak to me! <laughs> I'm going down to the color purple on that one, baby. <laughs> the ceiling, honey. Yes! Ooh. Okay. Babe, I'm 
going down. I'm going down there like Suge Avery, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or just Avery, my Suge. So, yes. Miss Claude, when you meet that man, would you bring him on Marriage Medicine? This is the thing. Uh, I don't really agree with women, and we've seen this happen over and over and over and over again, where production like puts so much pressure on these women to bring a man, bring a man, bring a man, bring a man. It doesn't matter if he's this or that. I don't think that that works. I think that often um, if there's no chemistry there, it reads fake. I think it. we've seen where it has blown up in, in certain women's faces when they just go and pick a man out the bush child and be like, okay, come on, come on the show. I don't agree with that. I think that for me, I need to know what are your motives? What are your motives? And I need to have a personal connection with you. I, I, I need it to be real, you know, and I just don't agree with just pulling anyone, you know, off the shelf. Say, OK, come on, be on the show because I got production down my throat and they're mad and I need to just bring somebody on the show. I don't think it reads well. I don't think it reads well at all. And I think it comes across fake. It does. And I worked on shows where people brought on boyfriends because they felt the pressures um, to bring a man to the show. And, and it, it never it never felt real. It never came across real. It always came across fake. And listen, you are such a force multiplier on that show. You don't need a man to make you successful. You don't at all. No, and, and Carlos, I appreciate you saying it, but it's the absolute truth. In fact, I'm probably living better than most women with husbands. And a lot of times people are married and they don't even like their spouse. And they got eyes that do this. Head on a swivel, looking at everything. So I don't want to put on. It was a huge step for me to make the decision to move on from my ex-husband. I was not happy. I don't think that if we would have kept going, I don't think that happiness would have re-entered our marriage. I, I don't. I think things were so far gone. And I think he, I thought that he deserved happiness. I, for sure, I, I most certainly, I de deserve happiness. And so I made the decision to choose happiness. It wasn't me choosing a show. It wasn't me choosing a title. Oh, he's a doctor. So, oh my God, you know, that's my, that's, that's my, that's my right to passage. Oh, oh, that's my identity. Huh? If I, if I, if I divorced a doctor, then who would I be? I'm Miss Quad, baby. Before, during, and after. <laughs> See, that's a different type of confidence. You understand? And so for me, I never married the man for the title. I never married for money. Uh, it wasn't like that. It, listen, we had a, when I met my ex-husband, I lived right around the corner from him and he lived in a townhome. And it wasn't even as nice as the townhome that I previously had while we were going through the divorce. I say that to say not to focus on things, but I'm saying that to dispel the, the whole rumor or whatever it is that Quad was with him for money. We, we, we didn't have a lavish lifestyle. We had a very comfortable middle-class lifestyle, but we didn't have a very lavish lifestyle. There was no Rolls Royces in the driveway. There was no marble floors in our home. And let go back. You, you girls who have said that, go back and watch one, two, three, four, uh, at one, two, and three, at least one, two, and three, uh, parts of, uh, of the season, marriage medicine. Um, there was not, uh, you know, these lavish trips on, on yachts and, you know, um, 
you know, uh, going over shopping in Paris and all of that. We didn't have that. We didn't have it. So when I, t- when I think about gold digging, I'm thinking about real digging. Or, or baby, you can't say you gold digging. You girls got, you got a meal. That's not gold digging, baby. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Okay. You, you, you guys went to the Bahamas. That's not gold digging, baby. I'm talking about trips to the south of France and, you know, trips to Dubai, living in, and, 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 and really seeing a life through a different, a different lens. We didn't have a private plane. I'm still trying to find out what gold they talking about. <laughs> and it's showing the gold that the contractor was digging up dirt to build the house. So let's dispel that. Before oh, I let Lord. you go, uh, the most asked question I got, um, is there ever a world, ever, to where you and Mariah can at least coexist in the same space on Married to Medicine or in real life to where... Listen, I, I think too much has been done for y'all to get back to where you were seasons one and before that. So no one's stupid. But when you think about this show, is there a world where you can sit back and say, just like how the girls had to admit at the end of the day, quad is good for the show. Do you see that at the end of the day, she was good for the show? And, and in a perfect world, would you like to see her back? Um, I don't make those decisions. So I can't say who goes, who stays, who's part-time. I can't say. Uh, what I will say is that her and I were very good together. We were very good together. And we understood one another. You know, I, we could just easily, I mean, effortlessly just bounce off of each other. You see how me and you do? Yes. You know how we, and, and I think her and I had the same thing. We were very much so in tune with one another. And we were good together. I will say that for sure. When you see those clips that sometimes online and, and it's like you and her at the reunion with the with the um the Snow White with Carrie, when you when you see those moments, does it make you like like you said, like at the end of the day, we were good together. Yeah, so it's interesting because I remember I had those little things. Baby, let me tell you something. I remember I was down to the garage, honey. <laughs> and I was making those little think bubbles. I went down to the Michaels. You know, uh, and, and the, what is it? The, the Michaels, what do they call Michaels, uh, Jonathan? You know, no, the it's like the arts and crafts place. Yeah. Arts and crafts store. So I went down uh-huh. to Michaels Arts and Crafts store and I found these little think bubbles and I found like, you know, the spray paint and I found like these words and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And that's just my originality. You know what I mean? And so uh, to go back and see, you know, that I was able to put that type of thought into making the reunion and that particular reunion uh, stand out more. And then she was able to kind of read what was there and kind of bounce off of it. It was great. It was great. It was, it, you, no one, you, you've never, you, you had never seen that before. And so um, I, I think of those moments to be moments that I think Bravo uh, as a network, purveyors a pop, uh, as a production company, and even cast members should should to should find value in those things because those are the things that has have helped us along the way to be where we are today. Absolutely. And it's the reason why, again, you are the most underrated star in Bravo. I wish you nothing but the best success. And and I feel like Miss Thing, the world hasn't seen the fullness, the fullness they of have you. Not. They have not. 
And I'm happy you joined the podcast. Finally! Yes! Now, honey, I am so happy to be on the podcast, but I feel special. Yeah, so you're special. my... Oh, look, this was long overdue. I we had a, We had a few roadblocks to get here, but God is good hmm. all the time. All the hmm. time, God is good. So, Miss yeah. Quad, where can the listeners, honey, the girls, the guys, and everyone <laughs> find you, follow you, and support you, my love? Yes, please. Well, first and foremost, we are off the cuff of Thanksgiving. I hope you all enjoyed yourselves. Gobble, gobble, all the turkeys. But I want to pe- to prepare you all for Christmas. We are upon the holiday season. And if you don't have my book, Cooking with Miss Quad, honey, get into it. You got to go ahead and order this book today. Get ready for Christmas. We actually have 100 recipes here in the book. The book is uh, found and sold everywhere. Uh, Fine books are sold. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. It's there. But one thing that I'm extremely proud of is my new all-purpose seasoning blend. Honey, let me tell you something. Yes. Get into her. If you don't have it, Please, 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 by all means, go ahead to go go to Sass by Miss Quad right now and order your all-purpose seasoning blend. Baby, I put this on everything. Let me tell you something. I made some scallops the other day, baby. It was good boots down to the floor, child. <laughs> then the other day, I mean, good, honey. Then the other day, I did old rotisserie chicken, honey. I said, let me sprinkle a little, little sass on it, honey. It was awesome. We did a little beef stew the other day, child, and it was good as well. So this can go on anything. I'm so proud of it. I really am. Uh, it is gluten-free, low in sodium. Uh, no MSG. It is just a really great, I mean, listen, if you use it, you don't need anything else. So you can also find me on all social media platforms at Absolutely Quad. uh, And that's how you can find me. Yeah, Absolutely Quad. Yeah, that's it. Love it. I love you, Quad. I love you too, baby. Yes, raindrops. Wasn't that a good episode? I love me some Miss Quad. Don't you guys love that I spilled the tea for her? Because, you know, usually they spill the tea for me. (laughs) But no, all jokes aside, I hope you all got a chance to really understand the real Quad. Because she is someone who I've known for so many years. And I don't think the show really shows the full side of her. And this podcast definitely is an opportunity to get to know your favorite reality stars in a much deeper and meaningful way. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by LaChique Lotus-Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hum. More sauce.